know how to count, guys. Can you believe it? Hey, welcome to the Pink Cloud Night podcast and video show. How's everybody doing? I hope everybody's having a fabulous Saturday. It's Saturday over here on this part of the world, so hopefully you're having a great weekend. Uh, The weather is amazing, so I'm happy about that. Um, Really quickly before we introduce the guest for the day, for the uh, time, um, I'm going to do a quick promo so that First-time watchers can have an idea what the show is about, and also the guests can have an idea what the show is about. That way, it's only 30 seconds, so... get enough of that like sometimes I'm like I can't believe I put that up and then sometimes I'm like oh I love those pictures I remember in good times anyway how are you doing author Don Doig yes I love that I love I love exotic names so I'm good um how are you doing today I'm doing great thank you so much for having me on the show I really appreciate this opportunity Absolutely. Thank you for being here. Um, you are the author and illustrator of children's books, and you have quite a few under your belt, yes, which I is amazing, <laughs> amazing. And we're going to show your website so that everybody can see like all of the awesomeness that is your books. Tell us uh, about one of them in particular, maybe the first one, and then walk us through the la- the last one. Ah, okay. Um, the first one that I ever had published was called And So Ahmed Hears. It is called And So Ahmed Hears. Uh, it was written while I was working as an audiologist in Kuwait. I was there with a Canadian healthcare team. And it was written to help promote or increase public understanding and awareness of childhood hearing loss. So when I wrote it, I wasn't thinking of having it as a book necessarily. It's written all in rhyme. So it could easily have just been a poem hung up on a poster somewhere. But um, I approached some friends of mine who were back in Canada who were working for hearing aid companies. And one of the hearing aid companies came on board and it was published as a humanitarian um, project. So it was available free to families in Canada. That was in 2008. Um, And then I had a number of people asking me how they could actually publish or purchase it. People who weren't living in Canada so then I started approaching publishers to see if uh, they'd be interested in republishing it. Mm-hmm. And Pennant Publications came on board and republished it in 2018. So nice. it was 10 years later, but it's still all the same illustrations from the original illustrator. She did an amazing job. Yeah. Um, and it was dedicated to a, a little Indian girl I worked with in Kuwait. She was nice. deaf and wow. uh, she was not, her hearing aids were not benefiting her. Yeah. Um, so I encouraged the family to teach her sign language, and I actually worked with her mom and her one-on-one to teach her some language. Uh, it was amazing to watch the transformation, actually, once she had some hearing, and yeah. she had some, some communication, some signing. 
Mm-hmm. So she could express that she was sad or she was hungry or, you know, anything like that. So yeah. um, it, for me as an audiologist, it was it was mm-hmm. actually quite amazing to watch the changes in her in terms of her behavior yeah. and um, just, just her whole demeanor. So I dedicated it to her and several years later, uh, she was living in the United Arab Emirates and we were transferring through there, going back home to Canada. So I met up with the family and actually gave her a signed copy of the book. Um, She has a very special place in my heart, the mm -hmm. girl who's now a grown woman and off to university and (laughs) she uh, got a cochlear implant when she was six or seven years old and attended a mainstream school. So she did did just amazing. That's great. That's good to hear. From my audiology career. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for sharing that story because, uh, you know, there's so many parents out there that have children with hearing loss, but also any sort of, um, you know, issue, problem, or whatever they and have, you know, so many. Cognitive challenges, physical challenges. Exactly. challenges. And I think there, there, I've seen there are more and more books coming out that address these things. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important. So that these children know that they're not alone. Their parents realize that they're not alone as well. Uh, Petra Pencil Plans for Pizza was actually another one that I wrote that was inspired by children with some challenges. And um, it was specifically writing difficulties. Okay. So (laughs) that that was something that I was not that aware of until I changed careers and became a teacher. And uh, so I have seen a number of students who have difficulty holding their pencils and learning to write correctly or even children who have uh, dysgraphia, which is more of a neurological condition. So Petra Pencil, again, was written to let these kids know they're not alone. There are other children out there just like them, and it's okay. It's okay uh, to have totally. a different, I call it a different ability rather than mm-hmm. a disability. Right, yeah. Because they are still learning, they're just doing it in a different way. Yeah, just like you said, challenge. I couldn't think of the word because I didn't want to say disability either. I didn't. Uh, I think it's um, a misconception uh, that... It's kind of more of a derogatory term yeah. in the in recent yeah. years. Uh, just like sense. saying mental retardation. Sure. From the time I was an audiologist, we never used that term at all. And then yeah. when I was working in Saudi Arabia as the head of the audiology unit in one of the hospitals there, mm-hmm. I did teach my staff. This is... This is not something that we, we say anymore. It's not something that we write in our reports. So we can mention that there are some cognitive delays or cognitive sure. challenges, but we don't use that MR word. Of course, of course. Cool. Okay, um, let's take a moment and look at your website that you have here. It's really cool. I really like it. So there is your name. Here's a collage. That's that I love that collage. I wish I could see it bigger. Um, it's I'm probably not seeing it on my um, on my screen right now. Let's see. Can you see it now? Yes. Okay, cool. Thank you. I'm glad you said something because I would have just gone on with the presentation without <laughs> hitting the right <laughs> buttons. But so here's a collage over here in this corner, which I love. That's so cute. Here's your name. You have home announcements, big shoe bears and friends series, which we'll talk about. New release for the record, books, interviews, and more. 
All right. Ooh, I hope I get into that interview section. <laughs> you will. <laughs> it's always interesting when I update it, though, because I have to remember which buttons to click on. And <laughs> it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. I feature authors and bloggers and people on my website, too. And it's like, it. sometimes I do about three or five at one time. That way I don't have to worry about because there's a lot of button pushing. You're right. You're right. So Honestly, that's what I did when I was uploading because I had a number of new releases recently. So I didn't update it until they were all ready to go. <laughs> cool. Okay, so I'm loving the French. Okay. Um, I'm going to, like, I know a tiny bit. I studied it in school. So I am, I don't know what this means, but... Yeah, and then about my hair, something about the hair. Tell, retranslate for us. Please. It's basically, I'm finally accepting my hair Ooh. because the English version is hair piece. So I did a play on the word, you know. So oh, I see, hair piece. You oh. wear a hair piece uh, because a lot of the women here in Africa do. Okay. They wear hair extensions or wigs. So I was trying to find. A way to get that message across through the title, but not specifically targeting the, the hair that they're wearing. Yeah. Um, and just, it is a book that was written to promote positive self image and to look at perceptions of beauty. Yeah. So, um, sure. I don't know, hair piece just came to me and I, ah, that, that would work really well. It fits. She's it fits coming to so terms well. With her own beauty and it's finally at peace with her hair. So. Yeah. That's great. I love it. And this is really wonderful because um, I work in a school in Cameroon, in the French part of Cameroon. Mm. So it was actually two of my colleagues who translated this into French. Mm. And a third colleague who is from Belgium wow. and is a fluent French speaker was the editor. So mm. there were three sets of eyes that looked at this to make sure that the translation was correct. And sure. because we were um, still in a Zoom situation, we actually met on Zoom yeah. for them to discuss it with me and to make mm -hmm. sure that what they were trying to say in French was actually the what I was portraying in the English. So it was a lot of fun. Cool. I'm glad. I'm glad. That's that's a lot of work. So thank you for that. So let's talk about Big Shoe Bears and Friends. What can you... Uh, the Big Shoe Bear characters are very special to me. I started drawing them when I was 12 years old, along with the Bean Sprouts, who are also in many of these books, and the big the big nose lady you see there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and some Glumfumps are featured as well. So mm -hmm. there are a number of these characters that I created when I was very young. Yeah. Um, my dream was always to be able to share them with the world. Mm -hmm. and. Through the books now, I am doing just that. So it really is a childhood dream come true. Mm -hmm. um, as a young child, I made quite a few things with portraying my big shoe bears, so ornaments. My mom has a hooked rug. I made a penny bank when I was in grade 10 art. Uh, I made a candle out of melted crayon wax. <laughs> mm -hmm. Tried to get quite creative, but lots of dolls. Um, so my aunt has some dolls, my sister, my mom. They were gifts. They were special gifts, all handmade, hand sewn. Um, cool. But the Big Shoe Bears, yeah, I've because there are six books out now. They mm -hmm. have become a series, so it's my first series, and I am planning to add more books to that series. 
Lulu Bell is, is a, is a uh, bean sprout. So she doesn't look like the vegetable bean sprout, but that's the name of the character. That's so and cool. And that story came to me in a dream, oh, um, wow. an alpha, a rhyming alphabet cookbook. Because oh. one of my passions is also baking. So the, book, the cookbook has 26 different recipes for each letter of the alphabet. Nice. Um, and then the two, two of them were written when my children were very young, they were three, three and five. They are now 26 and 29. Wow. And <laughs> That's when I made, cool. When I made what a bath and Marisa's first fishing trip, mm -hmm. they were made movable parts. So as we sat reading to the children, they could move things in the book. And it was so much fun. So, so those were just republished last year, actually. Um, Good. Uh, a couple of them very recently. Yeah, I see Lula Bell right here. And then... New releases 2020, and then hair piece again. I love this. Yay, there's a video of you. Woo oh, wow. Yeah, oh, wow. That's my husband reading <laughs> Kaidi. He did a read aloud <laughs> for, for my book, Kaidi. That's great. Uh, the reason we selected him to do that was because he became quite famous on TikTok. He had 1.3 million views on TikTok when That's he was true. trying to use this fruit cutter that my mother gave us oh, to wow. slice a watermelon. And we could not figure out for the life of us how to use this instrument. <laughs> so we all, there was an expression, if a man can't figure out how to, something works, he'll go get a hammer. Well, no... Bruce went and got the meat tenderizer, and he was banging away on it. So we were just killing ourselves laughing. That's and cute. friends were like, "You have to put that on YouTube. You have to put that on TikTok." So he <laughs> became as Watermelon Man. One point three million views. So it's like, okay, Watermelon Man, you have to read Kaidi and do a read aloud. So wow. he volunteered to do that. I'm well, gonna have to follow. <laughs> I'm going to have to follow on TikTok because that sounds very, very entertaining as well. Cool. <laughs> I, I'm just looking at your um, at your website. I think it's fascinating. I think it's great. It's, it's beautifully well put. There's a lot of great information. And this is where people can come to purchase the books, right? Yes. And I've tried to attach, um, like there are different kinds of buttons throughout so you can click on the picture of the book itself um, you can click on the button below it for learn more um, and then there are also there's a, a page that has international orders where I've made a chart so how you can access it in the UK Japan Germany um, okay. I'm very anal so I try to be quite thorough right. I gotcha <laughs> that's that you know most uh, most authors uh, are very precise in their works and that's admirable it's admirable so yeah i see that like if you click on it you know there's a little a, a blurb like this one is kitey yes in the freezing cold winter a tiny kitten lies shivering in wait a mere eight weeks old she is curled up behind the wheel of a car all she wants is someone to low her Heidi is an adorable little kitten who finds a wonderful home after a rough beginning. Her curiosity and playful nature brings so much joy to everyone who knows her. And this is this is a true story. We did okay. adopt Heidi as a stray in Mongolia when we were living there. 
uh, our two older ladies, you know, we had two older kitties, they were getting quite old, and we were concerned that if one of them passed, that the other one would be by themselves. So we were considering adopting, and Kaidi came up on Facebook that she was at the veterinary clinic. They didn't have enough room for her, so if they didn't find a home, they were going to put her to sleep. And that just broke our hearts. So we went and met Kaidi, and we brought her home, and she is just the funniest cat. We call her our bird cat. We call her our dog cat because she likes to fetch things. Mm -hmm. She goes up on top of the doors and sits, you know, on the narrow when the door is open, right on the narrow top. Yeah. We don't know how she gets up there half the time, but she'll be up there walking along that edge of the top of the door. She's just and playful. She she's a gymnast. She can jump really high. Cool. <laughs> so the book is written all in rhyme. Most of it actually. The beginning sure. is narrative, and then it gets into rhyme. Where I have a lot of made up words. I must admit that my friends and family call them donorisms. Okay. So the book is full of donorisms, like her floof, her floof, and <laughs> yeah. But it's all in rhyme. I had a, a fun time reading it to our three and four year olds at our school. Yeah. The librarian asked me to do that, and they giggled the whole way. So it was just ah. That's cute. <laughs> just, well, it touches good. your heart to have those giggles when that's what you intended. So exactly exactly that's what it's all about the giggles yep. <laughs> that you know well, that we provide all giggles some of them uh can bring and some tears, tears sure 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 but... <laughs> yeah oh my goodness thank you so much author don doing how do you like your name pronounced is that correct did i just say that it wrong yes it's a, I like it's a it. scottish name oh, okay. i went from don young and my mm-hmm. brother-in-law's brother called me sunset old because my name was don young yeah, I got you. <laughs> but Doig is Scottish, yes. Okay, cool. Author Don Doig with us today with her children's books, and we just went over her website with all the books in it. It's it's a great website. The link to the website is in the description box, so make sure that you click the link. And uh, great. So one last announcement, and then we're going to move on along. Um, I have a full day of interviews. <laughs> Uh, everybody, everybody, you and the people who you are interviewing. <laughs> oh, I'm, I know it's amazing. It's like you know, just uh, you know, I love it. It keeps me busy. It keeps me, um, you know, helping and and you know, I have. Oh, so let me just tell you this: I'm I'm dyslexic, so for me, it's really hard to read like a, adult books or you know. So these children's books actually help me a lot. So thank you. You can appreciate Petra then. Okay. I will. I will definitely. Thank you so much. By the way, uh, this is, and you did win a giveaway interview today, which is amazing because if you want to win a giveaway interview and come on the show, um, all you have to do is tag 10 friends to this post right now. And then we will get you a free giveaway interview which uh, I think is pretty cool to do, um, you know, at least once a month. So tag your friends. Thank you so much for being here and uh, for everything that you do for the children. What I say at the end of each show when I remember, you know, which I try to, is no bullying, no cyberbullying. Be nice to other people. Also be nice to yourself. Take care of yourself. Love yourself. Accept yourself flaws and all and uh, 
the other thing is donate time and money to children's organizations and the elderly organizations. They need love too. Okay, thank you so much for being here. It's been a pleasure and let's do this again. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it again. You have a wonderful remainder of your Saturday. You too. Thank you so, so much. And keep, we'll... safe. keep safe during this uh, time that is still quite challenging. Absolutely. Hope, faith, love, generosity. Okay. Thanks so much, Catherine. Thank you, Don. Bye-bye. Bye.